0: Welcome
1: back to the program. Adam and Jordana have the day off. I am filling in. I'm Dave Schrader, and I'll be here with you next week on uh, Jason Derusha's show. I'll be filling in Tuesday through Friday next week. Today, Susie Jones is taking over for Chad. John Hines in for Jason. So that's your list. Let's go now to the phones on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. We've got Tim Lammers good evening or good morning good day whatever time people are listening to this on the podcast version I covered it for everybody there what's going on Tim? Hey, Dave Schrader. How are you, pal? I'm <laughs> doing well. Glad you made it online. We got a little nervous there for a few seconds.
2: Yeah, I, I heard the music, but I, I didn't hear your voice. So we're oh. here now, baby.
1: Yeah, well, welcome and happy holidays to you and your family. We've got thank uh, you. a couple of interesting things to tune into this weekend. Should we want to take the family out and go see a movie or maybe even stay home and snuggle up in the nice, dry environment of our own homes under a blanket? What are we looking at this week, Tim?
2: We are looking at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and uh, I don't know, Dave, uh, the other Dave. It's 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 Dave times two on the show today. Yes. I don't know if he wants to play a clip first, and we can chat about it. Yeah, let's go. Every known
1: species in the sea call this place home, but that doesn't mean they all like me. I'm gonna kill Aquaman and destroy everything he holds dear murder his family, and burn his kingdom to ash.
2: He must be stopped, or a global meltdown is imminent.
1: I think I know someone on my able to help us. Ooh, you look rough. All right, that sounds like a family feel-good movie for the holidays. <laughs>
2: Nothing
1: like murdering a man you, you heard, and killing you, everything he holds dear.
2: Yeah, Yaha Abdul-Maheen II, he is black back as Black Manta, uh, as well as uh, Jason Momoa's Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman. Mira uh, is back. Uh, of course, that's Amber Heard. Uh, Everybody is back. That was in the original Aquaman. That was uh, five years ago already? I think it was. Patrick Wilson as Orm, Nicole Kidman as Aquaman's mother, and Orm's mother. They're half-brothers. And uh, Patrick Wilson's character, Orm, is serving in prison because he was sort of the bad guy in that first movie. Well, now Aquaman needs him to help uh, fight Black Manta, who is... Uh, threatening not only uh, the people of uh, the, the, the underworld, but in the sea, Atlantis, but also above ground. So you know it—it's it, the, the, the story itself. I mean, obviously, when you get the big special effects in there, uh, you get the settings which are spectacular. Uh, I mean, you're fighting—you're fighting for a balance, and I don't think the balance is quite there. However. Everybody is spectacular in the movie, starting with Jason Momoa.
1: Now, this is uh, kind of uh, the understanding this is the end of the DCEU. This is the end of what has been taking place. Um, And, you know, that, you know, as it's been winding up, there's been fewer and fewer people going to the movie because there's nothing vested. There's no big payout because this isn't some big culmination like a final Avengers movie. This is just kind of, it feels stray, like they're just casting it aside at this point. What uh, does it, does it feel good when you see it? Does it live up to a good superhero storyline or could this movie have just gone right to streaming?
2: No, no, I think you should see it in the theater. And that was the one thing that I was worried about was that they would all be dialing it in, Um, knowing, yes, you're right, that it is coming to an end. And it doesn't make any sense to me, Dave, because this movie, I mean this character, Jason Momoa, embodies this character. Uh and and so he's he's still invested. Everybody is clearly invested in what they're doing. And I think the key to the success of this movie is that Jason Momoa is good at not taking himself too seriously. It's like they're kind of in on the joke. Yes, it's a superhero deal and these stakes are raised. You know, you get that with pretty much everyone. Right. But He's having fun, and you can tell he's having fun. And even Patrick Wilson, who played more of a heavy in that first film, it has a lighter approach to his character this time and is just as built up and bulked out as, as Jason Momoa is in this, which is really, really surprising but very cool to see. So, yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly uh, surprised because you don't know what you're going to get going in, because also, too, this movie was delayed. And generally, when movies are delayed and they keep pushing it back, it kind of tells you that something might be wrong with the movie. And, you know what, it was fun. It was great entertainment and certainly a movie you could see with your family.
1: Well, and with this, too, I think there was a lot of the controversy surrounding Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and how much of Amber Heard should be in the movie, what should they do, so I'm sure they kind of held on to it for that. But then there was the huge merger that took place between... Discovery Networks and Warner Brothers HBO. Yeah. They put off a lot of their movies canceling some so that they could take yeah. the, the tax breaks. So I think this is getting a bit of a fair uh, or an unfair judgment call because people are thinking, oh, it was put off because it sucked, and it's
2: not Yeah, and and, and that's the unfortunate part about the business, too, and and especially with social media and stuff. I mean, you can really get this mob mentality going, even against movies, you know, and certainly because somebody, you know, guilt by association, Aquaman is going to be a bad movie because of people that are in it that happen to be involved in a divorce trial, you know, Or, or it was more than that. It was, what was it, a defamation deal? So, but yeah, Amber, Amber Heard, I thought, well, we're not going to see much of her in this movie. And surprisingly, she's in it quite a bit. So I think, yeah, it was probably good from the standpoint of holding it um, to, you know, let things, you let the hype die down, let all the anger or whatever they had against her die down, because you've got to remember, it's a movie. Right. She's playing a character. This is not Amber Heard. This is Mira. And she's a very important and crucial aspect of this movie. So I'm glad that they stuck to their guns that way. I'm sure they did some reconfiguring of some sort. Maybe she was involved even more. Who knows? But there are so many good people in this movie, including Nicole Kidman, who I just love. She's, you know, Aquaman's mother and Orm's mother. Of course, Orm is Patrick Wilson's character. Tamira Morrison is uh, Arthur Curry's father on land, of course. Uh, so, yeah, you got a lot of great people, and then you get people like Martin Short voicing a character <laughs> and John Rice davies voicing a character, and they're very, very funny. So, yeah, this is a feel-good, fun uh, superhero romp going out, I think, in a sensible sort of way. It all kind of wraps up uh, Jason Momoa's iteration of Aquaman.
1: So it survives the the lammer Hammer?
2: It does. It does. The Hammer, I would give this one a 7 out of 10. Wow. The Hammer, if for people who aren't familiar, is something I give to movies 5 stars and less out of 10, which are generally bad movies or embarrassing movies. But no, no, I, I, again, I was very impressed. Plus, you have somebody enthusiastic sitting next to you, like my wife, who is completely in love with Jason Momoa, so you better not give it a bad rating.
1: You know, and and a couple of times I've run into Momoa at uh, conventions that I was working with him. He's been a very nice guy. He kind of seems to just embody that that being.
2: Oh, he does. He does, too. And, you know, there are videos out there where he does make-a-wish things for people, uh, for kids. And it is so wonderful. I mean, the guy, he really is, he appreciates the position that he's in. And, you know, there are some out there that don't, but clearly he is one of the good guys. And I, I hope to see him. He, you know, he could be back in the DC universe as another character. Who knows? But, yeah, right now this is it for him as Aquaman. And it's too bad because I think he's really, really good as the character. And that's out in theaters right now? Yes, it is. it uh, It is open. It, 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 it did previews uh, last night and open everywhere today.
1: All right, our next movie is more of a stay at home movie, Rebel Moon, dropping on Netflix. Go ahead and play that uh, audio. What do you think they want? Everything.
2: We're just farmers, we're not a threat. They won't just kill us, will they?
0: You're delusional. You think those soldiers will show them mercy?
1: the movie available to watch now on netflix and you had a chance to sit down and talk with Zack snyder and the rest of the cast that interviews up on your website tell them how people can see that
2: yeah directconversations.com is my website also i did the interview for looper.com Zack snyder and the rest of the cast Which is a spectacular cast. Sofia Butella, uh, Charlie Hunnam, Jaiman Hansu, and a bunch of others. So Ray Fisher, who was actually in Zack Snyder's Justice League um, as well. But yeah, I saw this, uh, I I did the interviews, and I saw the movie in theaters, and you might be able to catch it in theaters still. It had a very limited theatrical release, I, I would imagine, to qualify for you know, awards consideration, especially with the visual effects, etc. But the interesting thing about this movie, Dave, is that Zack Snyder conceived this story to fit in the framework of the Star Wars universe. And he actually pitched it to Lucasfilm more than a dozen years ago. But you know, we've we we we've seen Zack Snyder's movies. He, he, if he wants to make it in our movie, he's going to make it in our movie. <laughs> and uh, that's the case here, and that certainly just doesn't work within the framework of Star Wars. So when he was rejected, he basically made uh, the, the story his own and, and created his own mythology. And, you know, over the past dozen years has been crafting this uh, sci-fi space epic that's very gritty, and R-rated instead of going with your PG, PG-13 Star Wars type of film.
1: So this has got more of an alien-type feel to it uh, with the gritty nature than it does a, a feel-good Star Wars movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look, there are feel-good aspects to the movie, and certainly sure. there are a lot of laughs in this movie as well. But it's one of these situations where the the, the stakes are raised. I mean, there's this moon on the uh, outer reaches of the galaxy, a peaceful uh, farming settlement on this moon. Well, there's this domineering planet called the Mother World, where uh, it's run by tyrants, and one of these tyrants visits the moon and says, All the crops that you farm are going to us from now, and basically, I'm going to leave you people to starve. So, uh, Sophia Patella plays Cora, who has a dark past. She has lethal skills. She rallies some of the people on the moon to form a group of rebels to fight. The Mother World, and she goes to other places, other planets in the galaxy to gather up this team. So it's sort of a magnificent seven sort of feel to it, which is, you know, Kurosawa, The Seven Samurai. I mean, which again, that inspired Star Wars. You know, all these movies, they seem to have touchstones, right? right. Uh, that that have those basic story plots or whatever. And but then from there, you know, Zack Snyder makes it his own.
1: So how would you rate this one?
2: I would rate it about 7 out of 10. I mean, you know, again, there's always going to be that familiar feeling. And, you know, Zack Snyder, in the interview, I said, well, was it hard to fight those urges to keep the Star Wars stuff that you had before out of it? And he says, you know, there's just some ways you can't avoid it. You're going to have androids. You're going to have bars these cantinas where characters are going to go into and right. it's always going to remind you of that sort of thing and that's my personal observation seeing the movie it's like oh this is a cantina scene oh this is the han solo sort of character all that sort of stuff so while you know you try to make it original it's not completely 100% original but what you can I like feel about the nod it-
1: to it. You can feel that. Let's we, take a quick break. I'd love to talk, chat with you about one other thing. Hang in with us, Tim Lammers. We'll be back oh, sh- right after this on News Talk 830 WCCO. Rudolph. It's 1055. It's a Lindis Construction time check. Time to get 75% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Tim Lammers with us. Tim, just a quick question for you. We have about a minute, minute and a half left. Uh, Godzilla Minus One, the newest installation of the movies from the original Toho Studios, has been released. It's been playing here across America. They've extended it. It is a $70 million worldwide uh, box office take, which sounds minimalistic at best but it's against a $15 million budget and it is phenomenal. Should Hollywood be taking notice that they could put out a movie that has heart and amazing CGI and graphics, and they're able to put out a film for 15 million and uh, we can't seem to do anything less than a hundred million at this point.
2: Yeah. You know, Dave, the, the music I couldn't hear which film that you mentioned, was it Godzilla minus one. minus one? one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think they should. I mean, look, I think when we were talking about the DC universe being rebooted, one problem that studios don't seem to get is that they're they're entering a no-win situation when they invest $200 million, $300 million into these movies, and it, it almost guarantees that they're not going to break even. So you've got to go back to the drawing board and find a way to make things work. And, yeah, hopefully – people will look at the success of a movie like Godzilla Minus One and say, yeah, well, maybe we should approach this differently. It, it, it has to get to that point, because you mentioned before about Warner Brothers merging with Discovery. Well, there's also talk now, <clears throat> excuse me, of that company merging with Paramount Global. Right, yeah. So, I mean, you know, clearly the, you'd think they would learn from these financial mistakes and nope. try something different, and hopefully a movie like that at least is going to have them take pause for a minute and say, yeah, we need to do something different here.
1: Thank you, Tim Lammers. Happy holidays to you and your family